When you look at somebody, what you see is not necessarily what you get. Everyone's got a story and you just got to dig a little deeper. I had no clue that they had these amazing stories. Hey friends, welcome back to the Christian Podcaster. This is the show where we introduce you to a new Christian podcaster every single episode. We hope that what you find, if you're a podcast Christian podcast listener, that you find uh, your next favorite binge listen. And if you're a Christian podcaster, you're going to learn something about podcasting. And uh, we would love to have you come join us at Christian Podcasters Association, which is our free Facebook group. You can check us out at uh, Christian Podcasters Association dot com lots of great goodies and community over there i'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit today today our guest i'm excited to have this conversation because we go way back uh, our guest she is the creator of this mom knows jen you're in jen welcome to the christian podcaster well thanks eric thanks for having me here i am excited to do that i said we we go way back you're you're in good old chicagoland i, I could use a pizza right now even though it's only nine o'clock in the morning i'm ready yeah, for so some are giordano's you, are you a lose or a giordano's fan I'll go either way. I mean, I don't see okay. like it's fine with me. It's Chicago pizza. I live in Denver. We don't get that. So it's okay. You don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I just want pizza, man. It's different out here. Definitely. That's one thing I miss about Chicago is the food. Yes. It's good stuff. Good food. Good choices. Absolutely. Always, always good. That might be why I gained like 50 pounds when we lived in Chicago, but that's a whole nother right? story. Well, easy to do. <laughs> I know. And indeed. Well, Jen, welcome to the Christian Podcaster. So I want to have uh, I want to hear a lot more about you. I gave that really general description of you. You know, you're the podcaster behind this mom knows. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing with that show and and why you started it. Well, <clears throat> the short version is that um Sometimes when you're home as a mom, you just, you need connection. And I found I was listening to podcasts more and more and connecting with people. And as I began to listen, I began to recognize the fact that I had something to offer as well. Um, at my core, God created me to be a connector. And I've always been connecting people to, you know, solutions to problems. They'll start by saying, Hey, what do you know about this? Or where could I find? And I was answering these questions. And I realized that as moms, you know, we know lots of stuff and we're always looking for the fastest way to get information. And so together we have it all covered. And so on this mom knows, uh, I interview moms about the things that they know. And then I share some of the things that I know. And I especially hope through it that I can encourage, you know, the mom with a really full plate so that she can um, save time and do more with the limited time that she has. All right. There's two things that you said that I absolutely love. And the first is you're bringing moms together, right? And I think this is so, so powerful. It's what the internet allows us to do to find our tribe of people, whether it's moms or, you know, people who like underwater basket weaving, whatever it is, you can find each other. Whereas you used to might only be the only person. And so you're creating a community, which I think is fantastic. That's exactly what the internet is for. And I also love that you said, you know, as I was, as I listened, I learned that I had something to share too, which is, which is fantastic. And so you're getting a chance to share and creating a platform for others. I love that. Um, so that's good. Uh, we mentioned that you, you're in Chicago. Um, you know, what do you like to do besides 
besides podcasting? What's the, what's the passion of yours that's not podcasting? Well, I I love taking pictures, and oh. you know, if if I could do it differently, I would have learned um, a lot more about my camera and taking pictures, but. Thank goodness for the iPhone because um, my iPhone takes better pictures than some of my real cameras have. So um, that's what I love to do. I love to take pictures of my kids. I love to capture memories. Mm. I love to, uh, on any road trip, I call it drive-by shooting. I do pictures (laughs) out the windows as we go. (laughs) So uh, that's what I really enjoy doing. Oh, that's fantastic. I think that's cool. Um, Yeah. So did you ever consider being like a a pro photographer? Were you going to do that? Um, I, I thought about it, but yeah. I didn't have, I didn't have the training and yeah. my mindset at that time was that, um, in pursuing something for myself was self-indulgent. And so I kept setting that to the side and, um, I have on occasion been hired by people to do, you know, um, senior photo shoots or family reunions. And I'm always real clear. I'm a practiced amateur because <laughs> I don't, I don't like the pressure of, Right. Professional part because I am not trained, but I enjoy it. And sometimes as a practiced amateur, I get some good candids and and things that uh, people just don't think about. So anyways, I I have done I've dabbled a little bit. Yeah. Has that mindset changed? You said you you felt like maybe doing something for yourself was selfish. Has that changed for you? It has. Um, We had a surprise adoption about four years ago. And as a result of that, we got into a um, adoption support group that really focused on trauma and connection. And through that, um, I began to shift in my view of um, task versus relationship. Um, in the story of Mary and Martha, I am Martha all the way, you mm. know, get this stuff done. <laughs> um, but in that shift, I began to recognize that it's not relationship is not me to other people exclusively. There is an element of me to me yes. and that by taking care of myself, I was not only taking care of myself, but I was actually taking care of my family better. And um, so once I could see self-care as a bigger thing and not just manicures and massages, um, I was able to take it out of that um, selfish and self-indulgent category and move it into um, this is actually good for everyone if I if I take the time to do these things. And so it kind of shifted me into more of a growth mindset. Yeah. But um, that's oh, a man. long answer. But that's, no, it's perfect. that's what has changed. I love it. I love it. This is one of my soapboxes. I'm going to avoid stepping on the soapbox because you did such a good job. Uh, <laughs> but it's I absolutely agree. There's something there with, um, you know, there, we all have a relationship with ourself even, and that, that matters. And I, I no longer buy the, uh, some of the stuff I was taught as a kid. So, yeah. um, very good. Okay. So you just started this mom knows back in February of, yes. of this year, what was, what was the most significant obstacle for you or most significant challenge as you were going through that? Well, I, I am more, I tend to be a perfectionist. And so I always want to make sure that I'm doing things right. And so I can get really hung up in the learning and um, research and discovery and all of that kind of stuff. And so, um, you know, I had this idea, I was noodling on it. And then, then I reached out to you um, just as a friend, because you alluded to the fact that we've gone way back, but just so people know, you know, you worked with my husband as yeah. a security guard 
back when we were, you know, in college and grad school. Yep. Um, that was wife the- brought a meal when we had a newborn and my newborn is now 20 years old. So <laughs> that's crazy. That's hard to believe. We go back a ways. That was the best job. I didn't know. I appreciated. Like if I could have that job today, I'd be so thrilled. <laughs> that's know? what my husband says too. He said that job, cause you basically got paid to eat and study. Yes. And he's like, if, if I could have that job now, I would, I would still have that job. I would do but, that all day, every day, but yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, you're overcoming yeah. your perfectionism. Right. So anyways, I reached out to you because I had observed that you had, been podcasting and I thought oh I'll message Eric and he'll send me back four paragraphs on like six things I can do you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and instead you replied and said well hey I've started this whole group called Christian Podcasters and so joining that um really was helpful because it was through there I found someone who helped me design a logo and see what branding what branding is that it's more than just a logo Um, I found people who helped me hone my message and give clarity to what I was doing. Um, I found other podcasters who um, we've built friendships outside of podcasting, but where we can encourage each other um, by sharing the episodes, by giving feedback. Um, One day I was listening to someone and I messaged her and said, did you get a new microphone? And she said, no, why? And then she listened and she's like, oh yeah, I rearranged my room and my audio is off. I mean, so it's little things like that where um, I think there's a lot of community and connection that um, I didn't expect from podcasting. So that gave me the, the structure I needed so that I could get beyond perfection and actually pick a date and launch. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. Yes. Community. I mean, that's why we started Christian Podcasters Association almost four years ago already. Um, was, was in order to bring people together. And so hearing a story like yours, where you've made so many connections and it's influenced your, your podcast in so many ways, that just makes me thrilled. I I absolutely love that. So you, you mentioned this earlier, but I always like to ask who's your podcast for, you mentioned that you were able to hone your message. Where'd you start? And then where'd you end up? Well, I actually started blogging two years ago. Um, and it kind of came out of the whole, adoption and relationship and and going, I want to help moms be more efficient with their time so that they can, you know, do more of what they want to do and less of what they have to do. And I was really struggling. And I just found that as a blogger, I was just another voice in the crowd. There was, I was competing and I don't like to compete, but I like to connect. Mm -hmm. And um, so it dawned on me that if I flip things and led with a podcast, then that would let me connect more easily because now they hear me, see me, because I put it on YouTube as well. Um, and it's more than just SEO. It's it's personal. Um, and so through that, then I discovered that, you know, it's not just moms that I want to help. It's really moms like me, moms who are trying to Um, have space to pursue an interest or a passion. And maybe that's building a business. Maybe that's, you know, a big hobby. Um, And as it turns out, I've had to get my head around the fact that I have a large family because I still think in terms of our three kids and our two littles. And so I never think about us having a large family, but I have five kids. Yeah, (laughs) So, you know, I, that still surprises me sometimes that, you know, so the mom who's trying to I I say do it all in air quotes, but she's got lots of things on her plate. And so um, 
that's the mom I want to help so that she is still a mom to all these kids, but she's still doing this thing that she's been called to or has a passion to pursue. And she's not choosing between the two. She's doing them both well. Oh, I love that. That is fantastic. I think very well needed, right? Moms need to hear that, that message as well. So that was, that's one of my next questions is what change do you want to make? So if you could, if you could help your ideal mom, uh, feel differently, what, what would you say? Um, I would, I would want to replace that mom guilt, um, because, what I've come to learn and my, my oldest voiced this very well when she was younger and it was kind of a joke, but I've seen that it's true. She told me, whatever you do, mom, I'm always going to wish you had done the opposite. And so, <laughs> like, well, good. We got that out in the open, but it's kind of true. She'll say, huh? I really wish you would have made me play basketball or I really right. wish you would have put me in this class. And I'm like, we made a choice. And so yep. I want to help moms replace that mom guilt with, we made a choice and we have moved forward. It's sort of a forward looking focus instead of a regretful looking back. Cause that's the fastest way to pass life and do nothing is to always look back with regret. Right. So, yeah. You know, if I can help them say, okay, Hey, if you invest this little bit of time now, I'm going to save you a lot of time later and, um, and you'll be, you'll be less frazzled. You'll be um, more confident in your choices and your kids are going to see you modeling some things pretty well. But then when that crisis comes, you have got the framework and the structure to support family life instead of everything crumbling because you were just barely holding it together to start with. So mm, I love that. Do you have an episode? Your show is kind of is new. We mentioned you just came out in February. Yeah. But do you have an episode that really already encapsulates what you're trying to do or that I like to say your favorite, but people always res respond to me that you can't yeah. choose a favorite of your children, which I get, but you know what I mean? Right. So one, one, so one that really Depends like, on day, right? yeah, one that really, <laughs> true. One that really encapsulates what you're trying to do. Yeah. I would say, um, I don't have one that's quite as succinct as that, but episode three, I share my story of finding myself buried by overwhelm and just kind of paralyzed and resigned to the fact that life was never going to get better. And then I started thinking about my laundry differently and that started the whole thing. So I say laundry saved me oh, nice. <laughs> um, because once I got laundry under control, I was now in charge of it. It was no longer overwhelming me. And then I started to tackle meal planning. And then I started to tackle our family calendar and different things. And it, it shifted things. So episode three um, talks about how I ended up in overwhelm. Episode um, six then talks about how we ended up with the surprise adoption that sort of added to the overwhelm, but was part of this whole process. And then um, episode nine, they're kind of a trilogy, talks about what we learned about relationship and connected parenting. And those three episodes sort of encapsulate my story and why I'm doing what I'm doing. I love that. Okay, so friends, you are already in the podcast app most likely. And so just take your phone out, not if you're driving, but all the rest of you flip over in the app, look up This Mom Knows and download that. So episodes three, six, and nine, and you'll, you'll see them when you, when you get there, just download them and listen. Uh, I think that's fantastic. I love the way that you shared your story and you're also sharing other stories. I see some familiar faces yes. on here as I'm looking at your, uh, 
at your at your episodes, right? These are you're sharing a whole bunch of other stories as you go. Yes. That's great. Yes. Which uh, is fun. I love, I love hearing. And some of these women, um, like I have no clue that they had these amazing stories. And oh. somebody needs to hear because when you look at somebody, what you see is not necessarily what you get. Everyone's got a story and you just got to dig a little deeper. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. We got to dive into that just a little bit because I think it's so true. You know, you never know what, what people are actually going through or what they have been through in the past. Um, right. And so that's one thing I loved about podcasting myself on halfway there is I get to, I get to dig into people's stories and ask them questions and they just open up and they share all these, all these amazing things about, you know, sometimes things that they never share with anyone else. I, one of my favorite yeah. things to hear is that, right. I interviewed a guy named Jeff Brodsky. Um, who has a ministry here in town f- that rescues children around the world from sex trafficking. And, mm. and uh, he, he told me this amazing story he goes, at the end. He goes, I've never shared that with anybody. Wow. That was amazing. A whole, it's a whole thing where he told his wife she was pregnant and it was a long thing. She was, anyway, let's, well, we don't have to get into that, well, but it was, it was a crazy to that episode, story. Right? I will, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's always the best. And there's always more going on. So what's, what's uh what do you think that teaches us about how we can approach life? We can approach others. In well, I, I, I think one of the things is that um, flip it around. When people look at us, what do they assume? I mean, we know ourselves. And so we can, we can give ourselves excuses or grace or all these things because we know what's going on. <laughs> but then when somebody else looks at us and they don't know that, you know, So part of it is tell people what's going on with you. Tell people your story. Uh, But the other part of it is, I think, ask and listen and always give the benefit of the doubt because you just don't know if that person is, um, you know, coming off of the worst day of their life. And so their rude comment to you was really not them or you know, I I have one friend, uh, she's going to be in an episode on finding your voice. I always thought, Oh, She has, she's a great gifted designer. She's, you know, I just thought she's got it all together. And then I found out she literally lost her voice for six years, could not speak for six years and went through this very scary health thing. And you wouldn't know it if she didn't tell you. And so she shares her story, but you know, it's really easy to jump to conclusions. And I think that's, that's the biggest lesson is, you know, we are all created in God's image and there is something there for us to, to learn from in everybody. So yes, ask the questions. Absolutely. So I'm going to make a podcasting uh, tie in here and then say this, the key, like you said, is to get curious, right? So is to become curious about other people. Um, I'm not a huge, uh, I'm not a huge, have you heard of the book, the four agreements? This is like a, it's a thing out there. It's sort of a weird spirituality thing, but I don't subscribe to that just for the record. But one thing I love about that is one of the agreements is to not take anything personally. Right. And I think we make everything, at least me, I'll speak for myself. It's easy to make everything for me personal about how other people are responding to appearing to respond to me, but really they're responding to their own feelings and the things that they're, that they're getting. And I'm not necessarily the cause of that. Um, right. So the key, the answer to that is to get curious, be curious, go after, um, you know, ask about them, ask about what they are needing and what they, what they want in that interaction. And sometimes that will make all the difference. If you're a podcaster and you do interviews, curiosity is the absolute most important 
thing that you can have. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I have a very limited outline of, of interviews that I want to do. And the rest, I just follow curiosity because I think we get a lot of good stuff that way, right? That, that yes. way we find it. You'll find people like Larry King did that. Um, also, you know, so I know he's a little controversial, but Rush Limbaugh always talked about being very, being curious in his, yeah, in his interviews. So have you found, have you found that you, you've been doing interviews now for a little while? How does curiosity factor into, into that for you? Um, I think it's been really helpful. In fact, some of the interviews I've done, um, when I've approached the person and said, Hey, I've noticed this about you. I'd love to talk further. They they're like, really, how did you know that about me? I've Mm. never told anybody, but I've just listened to them or watched them. And so, um, so sometimes curiosity is observing as well and not just asking the questions. Um, so I think it's helped me pull out some, um, some different slants to people's stories, which if you've um, ever read the book, uh, Talk to Me, which is about conducting interviews, that's one of the things he talks about is, you know, if you're going to interview a a baseball player who's a pitcher, you don't want to ask him about pitching because everyone does. You want to ask him about that one time he was thrown in as a hitter and hit a home run or something. And so trying to find these different, um, that's the extent of my baseball knowledge, by the way. So that's it. I know you're a fan. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> Season just opened. For you. That's great. <laughs> well, that's a great example. Oh, but, Very good example. But the other side of curiosity in asking the questions is listening. And yes. that I think is sometimes, that's what I do love about podcasting is it's not a 30 minute radio slot where you're tied to segments and time limits. If you want to make it, you know, an hour long interview and break it into two parts, you can, because if you, if you're going to ask the question, you need to listen to the answers too. Absolutely. Yes. I I love that learning how to listen. So I I always say, I I told you earlier that I got a few things. I got one thing out of uh, working in a call center, which is the ability to listen and type at the same time and take notes while we go, but also ask a question and, and listen, like you got to just stop talking and let the other person talk. And you're, it's amazing how many of us don't do that, right? You don't have to do that maybe in most situations, but boy, when you do, you can get some gold. Yes. And I can remember very vividly two different times. One was with Jim's grandfather and another was with our friend, um, Dr. Coleman, where a question was asked and the answer was probably two or three hours of stories and reminiscing and then being told by their wife later, he's never told anyone that before. And so yeah. it's, it's yeah. precious. And then you're like, why couldn't I have had a recorder? But, right. um, but it's taking that time is, is equally valuable. Yeah. Especially with, with older folks. Right. I interviewed my grandparents but or my two living grandmothers. Uh, last year for Mother's Day. It was amazing. It was like, it was so great to just listen to them. Um, but yeah, also, also others. What have you learned uh, as you've been doing this? What have you learned about yourself? And what have you learned about podcasting? Well, I have learned that um, I am externally motivated and I want to make other people happy. So um, I will, the podcasting is perfect because if I say the episode's airing on, you know, May 15th, I will get it done. (laughs) But if I tell myself that I need, so my own episodes, those get recorded at the last minute because I have no personal, 
I don't pay attention to my own deadlines. I pay attention to other people. Right. <laughs> so, um, so I actually am, am shifting a few things so that I, I can have other people involved with editing and posting of things so that I'm, I'm putting in external deadlines so that things will happen a little more timely. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. I'm loving the, um, I love the interview the most, the, the getting the content up. That's not very exciting, but, um, and then I find that, um, I'm enjoying looking at the stats, not so much from a, uh, scorekeeping perspective. There's a little of that, but from a, what resonated, how, you know, do people, do people look forward to this? What, what episodes are they responding to? And so I like the feedback and uh, I'm looking forward to getting a little more of that with uh, emails and social media mm-hmm. interaction where I can actually talk to people. But um, that's really what I enjoy about it. It's, it's sort of that two-way street part of it of I get to share and then I get to find out, was that useful? Was that helpful? Right. Which is fascinating. Yeah. I love the publication part. That used to terrify me when I first started, right? Like it was so scary to put yourself out there a little bit, but once you do it a few times and a few hundred times, then you're like, okay, this is all right. It's not so bad. Um, but, uh, and it, and it is wonderful to hear other people, people do it. What, so one of the questions we always get is hosting. You're a newer podcaster. So what hosting company did you go with? So I went with pod, Podcastics. Um, okay, it's one that uh, uh, one of the members of CPA highly recommended. Nice. And as I chatted with support with several of them, this this one responded within minutes. Always. Um, another one, it would take 12, 24 hours to get an answer to a question. And so I thought, okay, well, that's important to me because if I'm if I'm working on something and I have an issue, I need help now. Um, and they. They're really relatively inexpensive. I think it's $8 a month for unlimited uploads and downloads and all that stuff. And um, I've been really happy with them. And of course, I have nothing to compare it to, but uh, that's who I went with. And I haven't had any negative um, experience with them so far. Well, that's great. Yeah. So that's one of the great things um, is a lot of times this is a decision that people get hung up on, right? And they're like, well, which do I go? And they spend hours or months working on that. And you don't have to. So if you're somebody that you trust, you're having a great experience with, with podtastics and that's all that matters, right? You just get it out there. You get started and, uh, you know, you can change later if you want, but you don't have to. So, um, if you find something that you prefer, I love that. Okay. Well, what's next for you, Jen? Well, I am trying to pull together um, a few mini courses on some things, meal planning and uh, some things like that. So I can help moms without, you know, talking to them one-on-one, but give them a resource that they can use. Um, And then you're just looking to, to expand the ways that I can help and encourage and teach. Um, So, so meal planning is where I'm starting. But um, looking for feedback on what else is useful and helpful when it comes to saving time as a mom who's pursuing building a business or a, an intensive hobby as well. So, um, yeah, so I think there's more on the horizon. I've been working with, uh, you introduced me to him through um, the Christian Podcast Summit, but I've been working with Brian Dixon oh, on nice. marketing and um that's really been a business building as opposed to just marketing. So he's, he's helping develop 
these products and and the way to connect with people and serve people. And so that's been really helpful because um, you can have a ton of ideas, but that doesn't mean that that's what you should do. And so having a filter through which to go, ah, this is really what my person wants or needs is is very, very useful. That's interesting. What's your filter? Uh, So my filter started with really honing in on who is that one person that I'm writing to. And that, that was clarifying my message so deeply mm-hmm. <laughs> that, you know, I know how old she is. I know all these things. Um, and then pulling back enough to say, okay, so if what I'm doing is serving her, then I know it's going to serve other people as well. And so that's the first lens of the filter. And then, um, and then the second lens is, you know, sort of what's my capacity, what can I do Um, And one of the things you talk about this, he talks about this is iterations. And that has really been helpful and freeing as a perfectionist to go, Mm. this is what I'm doing now. And then let's say it's a course, I'm going to create this course. And once I've sold it to, you know, 500 people, then I can, I can up it. I can take that income. I can record it more professionally. I can do these things and do another iteration of it. And so that's been freeing and helpful as well. I love that iteration was, it, it really is the the key that unlocks so many things, right? Uh, yeah. Especially if you are, you know, on the perfectionistic side, because uh, it took me two years to launch a podcast. So you, you're way ahead of me. That's good. But that's uh, like, it just, if you can just be okay, starting out and then letting it go and grow and change one thing, you know, even with podcasters, I say, change one thing every quarter right? Just grow, you know, whether it's when to upgrade your microphone or your equipment or your show format, right? You just want to keep, Mm -hmm. just adjust a little thing here and there and you'll be surprised where you end up in a couple of years, right? It's, it really gets a lot, a lot better. Um, Well, I love that. Okay. Jen, you can be found at thismomknows.com. People can find you. And of course, in uh, your podcast app, friends, you can go over and subscribe to This Mom Knows as well. Um, Is there anything you want to leave us with? Um, no, I just, I would love to hear from, you know, any moms and, you know, tell me what would be useful to you, um, to help you save time. So you can be the mom and the businesswoman that you want to be. I love it. That's great. Thanks Jen for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Friends, if you uh, want to get a, a free membership, we have a free membership at christianpodcastersassociation.com. It's our silver level. They've got training, video training, a uh, little video, whole video series, as well as downloads about streamlining your guest process, what it takes to be a great podcast guest. That's all absolutely free. Go to christianpodcastersassociation.com. dot